Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the City of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. something pretty special about the name of the Lord. It gets mentioned all throughout scripture. You open up your Bible. If you go to the original languages, you'll learn different names for God. And I love that even this last song that we just sang highlights that word Yahweh. There are people back in ancient times, Bible times, if you will, that revered the name of the Lord so much that they wouldn't even mention it. They would go around it. Every time that they described God, they just wouldn't say his name because there was something special. And I don't think we're abusing it by the ways that we sing about God or talk about him in in gatherings like this. But man, there is something special about God's name. There are moments when we cry out, I don't know, and I don't even care who you are. There's been moments you've been in desperation. You need to be reminded of God's presence. And it's good to even shout and proclaim and say and whisper and mention his name. Because his name is good. And when we gather here at Refuge, we want to continue to proclaim that goodness of the Lord and his name. So would you join me as I pray this morning? God, thank you for the opportunity that we have as a community to gather today. We pray your blessing upon each person who has shown up, no matter how young, how old, we each need to hear from you today. And be reminded yet again of your goodness and your presence and your faithfulness to us as your people. Not because of our record. Any person in this room who would be honest would say, look at my record and I don't deserve what you give, God. But you are amazing. You are good. You are righteous. And you are worthy. You're worthy of our praises this morning. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, before you're seated, fist bump someone, elbow bump someone, grab a seat if you would like more coffee, more donuts. They are in the back. Um, But as you find your seat, I do want to kind of set the stage for today. Because today is a different type of a day here at Refuge, and I hope that you're not, you're like, oh great, today's the day that they pull the wool out from under me or they're finally being truthful and honest, but it's not a regular typical church service for us here at Refuge, because typically you would come in, there would be worship like we just had, we would move into some announcements perhaps, we would send our kids next door and our teenagers next door, they would have their lesson of the day, um, and then I would do a sermon, or, or one of our other pastors would give a sermon, and, and that would take like a bulk of 20, 25 minutes or so, and if you're counting, you're like, oh great, I got 20, 25 minutes to listen to this guy. Um, But that's not today. Today we are calling, it's our family birthday, but it's also a family meeting day. And I want to be real clear on the understanding and the expectations for these next few minutes that we get to share together. And I want to put you at ease. Your kids are in the room, and we are fine with that. If they make noise, that's okay. They got some kid boxes on the way in. There's even like a kid corner in the back with some smaller tables and smaller chairs. If they want to hang out and craft and draw and just ignore what's about to happen, that is totally fine with us. 
students in their room, we don't want you to be missed out either, like missing out on life. You're even going to hear from some of our youth leaders here in a few minutes. But in a family meeting, I don't know if you've been a part of family meetings before, um, sometimes they get a bad bad connotation, like, oh, great, this is where they talk to me about the awkward things that I've done in the family. This is not that meeting. We're not shaming you, but when we call a family meeting, we've only called a family meeting at Refuge just a couple of times in our history, and we figured for our sixth birthday, it was a worthy, worthy exposition to do a family meeting. And the reason is, is because we want to highlight what God has been up to this past year, and even to be able to look back and say, you have allowed us to be in existence as a church for six years, and that's pretty cool. Last year during pandemic, when we were completely shut down, we didn't even see one another when Refuge hit the fifth birthday moment. And we get to the sixth birthday this year, and we're like, oh, we, no one really celebrates six. I mean, maybe you do, but what do you do for six? That's like turning 41. You're like, ah, right? Like, I've been there. It's cool. And so, like, what do you do for six? But we're still going to celebrate. So, we obviously, you probably saw the decorations when you walked in. There's some extra goodies for the day. There's been cupcakes and special cookies provided. Word on the street is there will be a balloon artist here before the day is up so that he can help any kid of all ages get a balloon treat. Like, I don't know what if you, like, want him to make you a bicycle or something. Maybe he can do that. Um, but we also, we're going to provide some food when you leave. So it's just a different type of a day. So if you're like here, you're like, I don't know, this is a weird moment. Our, our hope is that we can put the weird to the, to the side and still do what we want to do. So my hope is for the next five minutes is to give you a devotional, not a sermon, a devotional, right? There's a difference, between, like in Christian speak, the language that I, I hang out with, like other people that are like church leaders, and you're like, are you doing a sermon this week? You're like, of course I am. And I'm like, I'm doing a devotional, and they're like, you're weak. And you're like, get off my back, Okay. So the devotional, I told every element of today's service, minus the worship, is hopefully five minutes or less. Ah, so you can't, you can't count what I've already been saying, all right? We haven't started the devotional yet, so I'm not into my five minutes, just so we're clear. But in a good devotional, it's always helpful to have the Bible. So if you have a Bible and you want to turn in your Bible, I'm going to go to a book called 1 John. It's all the way towards the end of the New Testament before you get to that book that everyone wants to talk about called Revelation. Um, it's just before that you get to 1st, you got 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. They're more like letters more than books. And so 1st John is where we find ourselves today. We're going to be in the third chapter and just the first seven verses. And again, we are completely fine with chaos today in this service. Do not need, you don't need to hush someone unless they are older than you, okay? Um, that's the rule. So just, it's okay. We're okay with noise. We're okay with you getting more coffee if you're like, I need a break. But again, five minutes or less, and here's the deal. First John, this is a letter being written to new Christians. And so the writer, most people would say, is John, the guy who wrote one of those Gospels. You remember the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books of the New Testament. They tell the history and the story of Jesus' life. Well, there were other New Testament writers that began to write letters all around the known world at the time in the Roman Empire because they couldn't help but tell the good news of Jesus Christ, and they wanted to get the word out. So when you get to letters like 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, they're more like general letters. There's other letters that we know about in the New Testament that are written to specific people like Timothy. Timothy gets a letter. That's pretty cool. Then there are people that get letters that are people groups like the Ephesians. People who live in Ephesus. They got a book or they got a letter. People that lived in Philippi, they are in, in, in Philippians. You get 
Thessalonica. That's like a city. And they get, they get this book or letter called First and Second Thessalonians. But First, Second, Third John is a different type of letter because it's written to a generic audience. Most scholars would say we don't know if it was a specific people group that he's writing to or even all the particular reasons. But when you pull out what he's talking about, you can get his heart. All right. First John 3, 1 through 7. I told you I'm trying to talk fast. This is what he says. And this was the chosen passage of scripture for us here at Refuge for this week. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, we are now, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Verse 4, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. And finally, the last verse of today. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is righteous, what, what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. There's a lot of words, a lot of thoughts. There's a phrase that caught my attention this week, this idea of being children of God. Tuesday of this week, I was hanging out with Pastor Sean. We went on a little road trip to go see some people in L.A., it's like, you got to really plan those days out. You're like, are we really, are we leaving Orange County? Are we sure? So we went to L.A. We hung out with some people for lunch. These people are planting a new church in L.A. in the coming year. It was exciting to hear their story. Then we had one of the coolest opportunities that afternoon on Tuesday to tour a facility, a group called Zoe. And this group, what they do is they get girls out of human trafficking, now, I won't go into the details of what human trafficking is because of our audience that's in the house today. But those of you who might be of the persuasion of older, you understand these are like, these are girls that are put into slavery of all kinds and the worst kind. And this group home that Sean and I got to walk through was a home devoted to getting these girls out of their human trafficking situation and putting them in a, ultimately what would be considered a safe house. Because there are people, when you take someone out of a slavery environment there are people looking for them much like back in the day when the Egyptian or when the when the Hebrews left Egypt Pharaoh didn't want his slaves to go so even today there's modern day slavery where people are abused in the worst situations and we toured this home and everything about this home is safety for these girls and when we asked like who, how, how old are the girls that would come to a house like this and they're like between 12 and just shy of their 18th birthday. They're like, whoa, can't even imagine what girls between the ages of 12 and 18 would be dealing with to be pulled out of situations to be put in a safe home like that. As we walked the grounds, they showed us pictures. It's not all fully developed yet, but often one section, they're like, eventually we're going to have a horse therapy area because we've recognized that animals will remind kids of what it means to be kids. There will be a barn over here that they'll learn things about animals and livestock. There's going to be a garden over here that they're going to plant. There's a pool that was being dug so that it gets filled. And the 
the people that run this house are like, we want the girls that come here to get back to a place where they can remember what does it mean to be a kid of that age. And everything about this place that we visited, it's on the north part of L.A., and it's very secluded. You have to know what you're looking for because, again, it's a safe place. And they had this phrase over and over again, we just want these girls to be reminded, what does it mean to be a kid again? And I'm like, oh, that's really, really amazing. Because they say to us, developmentally, they're actually younger than 12 because they haven't been able to develop properly or given the time and space to do it. Obviously, physically, they're in between 12 and 18. But experientially, they're into their 20s because of the situations that they've put, been put into. And I was blown away at how intentional this home is set up to help girls get out of those situations. And why do I tell you this story beyond it just being an amazing story of this group that says, this is all we want to do. We are devoting our lives, everything about us, to getting girls out of that situation. It's because I feel like when I read the, the words of John who's writing this letter, do you know what it means to be children of God? That's a throwaway phrase for many of us. You're like, oh, that's like on the Hallmark card. That's what you're supposed to say. We're all children of God. But there is something about our identity the moment we wake up to being children of God. Because we don't want the world to miss out on what we know about him. That's what a child is. And some of us have positive and some of us have negative childhoods. And I'm not oblivious to that because some of you will look back to your childhood and think, oh, it wasn't that great. And how will I ever understand a God who wants to call me his child? And I want to say, because we get to learn who we are in him. We get to find finally our value and our identity as sons and daughters of the king. That's, again, not just scripture talk. That's not just something nice for the, the card. If we get our understanding as his kids right, the world will look different. We'll treat people differently. We'll go about business differently. We'll, be, we'll exist in our families differently because we understand that my identity is no longer what I do. It's on my business card. That's not who I am. My identity is not linked to my bank account. And Lord knows that's a good thing. My identity is not in how great my social media accounts are or how curated my experience is in life or how good my golf game is or there's days that I feel like I'm a failure when I walk off the golf course. And God's like, it's okay, you can play 18 another day. And you're like, yes. There's something about being God's child that will welcome us back into his home just like those girls are going to be welcomed into a home to get out of the situations that they're in. Something to be said about being children. So when John talks about being a child of God, it changes everything. All right. That's it. That's the devotional of the day. There's no, no applause needed. Please. Okay, so there's a lot of moving. Thank you for joining us this week. We believe in community and would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or would like to speak to a pastor, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at RefugeChurchOC. We hope to see you again soon.